Welcome to the RMMTV podcast. I'm Rennie McLean. We are into the supernatural. We believe that the supernatural is the way that you're to walk, the way you're to live. I'm Dr. Marina McLean, and I know that this is a time to walk naturally in the supernatural, grasping all the facets and infrastructure that keeps your mind tuned to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Come and find out how to walk in the supernatural by becoming a subscriber to RMMTV now. Finished, revived, renewed, all from being in your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you can invite us, woo us, nurture us, and keep us refreshed in the presence of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the revealer of the mysteries, that things that could not be spoken, but is able to be revealed and given expression through us. Thank you that you can measure our thoughts, our intents, our reasoning, our imagination, the way we sum up a thing, and then you can blow that out the water by downloading from the revelation that comes out of the presence of God. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, tonight among us here at the Infinity Center. We welcome you in our environment, in our home, as we're watching it in our cars, we're watching it on, on the screens, on our computer screens, on our, on our smart TVs. We're watching it in the palm of our hands. Whatever the mode that we're in of watching and listening and hearing tonight, Holy Spirit, be a revealer, be a searcher, be a discerner of even the intents of us, and let us be aligned and in tuned to the presence of God again. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor because within you is all the power. Yes, 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 yes. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. I thank you for joining me right here at the Infinity Center tonight. I'm excited because of the messages that you've received over the mega cost. And I want to challenge you tonight. Um, have we, how do I say this politely? I don't even know how to say it politely, so let me just say it. Are we so desensitized from the Holy Spirit that we can accept the counterfeit of his presence? Are we among leaders that um, are so quick to quench the Spirit that they will put replacements in its place, a hybrid in its place? Are we so quick and so, so desensitized to the spirit of the living God that we, will, we can accept the lesser just to be gratified in our bodies and in ourselves because there are things that, that the Holy Spirit asks us and commands us and makes us die to, to present our bodies a living sacrifice and holy and acceptable. And I know this is not going to be a pleasant message, but we haven't been preaching pleasant messages throughout Megacast because we're in the, the time of 
the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the, the breath of God being breathed again, reminding us again, as, as feast time does, that we come into the alignment of what God says about us. And this is the alignment of the breath of God, the alignment of when he breathed into Adam, oh, my visual of this, every time I speak about it, his breath contained organs, it contained blood, it contained knowledge, it contained understanding, all in one breath. Nerves, sinews, tissues. Um, I don't have a, a medical uh, vocabulary, but I can tell you this, a whole being, spirit, soul, and body came into being with one breath. And the church was born with one breath called the wind of the Holy Spirit blowing in the upper room that is still blowing in the lives of people today. When we cry out for revival, we're crying out for a fresh breath. When we cry out for renewal, we're crying out for a fresh breath. When we're crying out for a movement, a momentum, we're crying out for a fresh breath of the Holy Spirit to ignite something in us and cause a living fire to come out of our bones and out of our expression. Okay, that, that was the warm-up. Let's, let's get into the message. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 19. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. There's so many ways that we quench the spirit. But before I get into ways we quench the spirit, let me talk about the prerequisite to not quenching the spirit. Because it tells us in the, the top two verses ahead, saying, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. Rejoice is replaced today by satisfying the flesh. But to defy that, the original rejoice, Psalms 2, verse 11, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. If you're satisfying the flesh, you have no fear of the Lord. And can I just establish that? If you are satisfying your flesh, if you're doing what your flesh desires, you've got no, um, no discipline, you've got no self-control, you're just satisfying the flesh, you will be happy, you will rejoice, you will be thankful. But when it comes to rejoicing in the Lord, there's a rejoicing that comes with fear and trembling because you know who you are praising. You know who you, that rejoicing is something you've overcome. You rejoice through great trial. You rejoice through great obstacles. Uh, there's something in you that, that makes you joyful, and that joyful is that you overcome. You might still be walking through the process, but you are rejoicing because you know the solution as you're walking through the process. Some people look at me and they say, say oh my gosh, you're always happy. I don't know if you're going through trials or tribulation because I believe in the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's been my discipline from a child. It's my, still my discipline as an adult. Serve the Lord with fear. When you serve the Lord, oh, I, I, what a visual. When you serve the Lord, he is the reason for your service. So you're not serving people to get praise. 
You're not serving people to get accolades. You're serving people because you are serving the Lord. You're serving them unto the Lord. It's a mindset shift, and it is a, I don't want to say personality shift, but it is a priority shift. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It is a priority shift. You serve the Lord with fear and trembling. The fear of the Lord is, as you know, is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of trusting and relying on him to direct your path, to direct you in the way that you should go. The next one says, pray without ceasing. What have we replaced prayer with? We've replaced prayer with self-confession. So there's people that have a, a mantra for their life. Those of us that are Christians, born-again believers, we have a scripture uh, that, is, that is the foundation for our, for our walk with the Lord. When we, when we go through bad periods, good periods, testing times, there's a scripture that we stand on. We stand literally on the word. It becomes our, our confession. Mark 11 verse 24 says, Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire... When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Whatsoever things you pray, not what I confess. Prayer is my communication, my basic communication with the Father. In that communication, he renews the desires of my heart. So it doesn't become selfish and self-centered. Oh, that's good. He renews... He, he puts, sometimes he can cut off the desires that I want and he can put in, drop in the desires that would please him. Oh, come on, somebody. When you, when you get in that place of prayer, it is a two-way street. You talk to God, he answers. The things that he doesn't want you to have, he removes the appetite from them for them away from you. I'm going to say it again. He removes the appetite for them away from you. He makes you desire his will. And in desiring his will, you will, be de- you will desire to, to not please people, but to help people. Pleasing people will not make you satisfied. It will keep you bound in oppression and bound in low self-esteem because you are depending on them to affirm you. Oh, somebody should should have got a breakthrough right there. It says, rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing. Then it's without ceasing. Then it says, in everything, give thanks. What is giving thanks replaced with? It's replaced with self-gratification. We have so many devices. We have so many apps that can give us uh, immediate gratification because it it it, it uh, amplifies who we are or what we've done or, or amplify what we haven't done and what, or what we need to do. But first, first Chronicles 16 and verse 34 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. When you start to give thanks to the Lord, you are thanking him for who you are, for what you possess for what you can do through him and what you can do because of him. I like that. What you can do through him and what you can do because of him, giving thanks. Then it says, quench not the spirit. How do we quench the spirit? Today, it can be quenched by affirming the state of 
and of an environment that you're in rather than letting the Spirit of God move freely. There's so many seasons um, in church, church season. When I say church season, I mean like uh, Christmas, Easter, and uh, when there is no presence, you have choreographed entertainment. That's my, that's my polite version of saying that. And choreographed entertainment is that you create an environment that affirms the state or affirms the season. And people go away thinking, oh, that was wonderful. Oh, the smoke machines created this lovely clouded atmosphere. The angels swinging across the chandeliers, uh, swinging from the ceilings. Oh, just the apparatus and the, all the techniques that go into it. So our focus is taken off of the word and is put on the choreography, the, the, uh, the desired event rather than the person of the event. Oh, that, that's a rhema right there. So we affirm the state of an environment instead of the administration of the Holy Spirit. We have choreographed emotional gratification. Instead of leaving the meeting feeling um, that you had a breakthrough, that's something you had a spiritual or a supernatural encounter, you leave with the emphasis on what you saw, on how you felt. Empathy is, is, in, is given instead of a breakthrough. You're not, de- you're not delivered. You haven't come to the, to the realization of what you are, are facing and what you're walking through, that you need to be delivered from it and walk in liberty when you leave that environment. It is a choreographed emotional gratification. How has the church been swallowed up into this masking of quenching the spirit? We know that the church was born in the, into the supernatural. We know Jesus died and was resurrected, and all of that is the foundation of our faith, and it is supernatural. The church being born, the environment around it in its birth, people from every nation hearing the gospel in their tongue. It was born not only having signs and wonders, receiving tongues, which was a sign and a wonder in the room, but when they left the room, those in the the outer environment saw, had a, a visual they saw, they heard, they received. Oh, I'm going to say it to you again. They saw, they heard, they received. The same environment that was in an upper room in private now came into a public demonstration. How do we quench the spirit? Why do we quench the spirit? Because we've no longer had an encounter. We're no longer living in the present presence I love saying that. You know I love saying that. In the present presence of God. So we imitate or we recreate um, without the presence. We recreate without the atmosphere of the heavens. We make it artificial. That's the word I was looking for. We make it artificial because we make it out of our own uh, imagination and our own craftiness. 
But when it comes to the Spirit of God, you cannot craft the Spirit of God. You've just got to release it and let it be. You've got to let God have full dominion, full uh, sovereignty. You've got to yield and be submitted to the presence and the moving as it is happening. Be present in the presence. How do we quench the Spirit? We understand that we are not walking in the authority of the movement that is right before us. We've been in meetings where we know the shift has taken place. How do you know the shift has taken place? When my message changes, the shift has taken place. When my worship changes, that the schedule of, or the order of songs uh, has shifted because we've given, we've made room. Come on, I love saying it like this. We made room. We know there's a shift. Now we make room for that shift to to be administrated. Oh, that's so good. When the when the when you crafted a message, hear the word. You've crafted a message. You've studied. You've written it out. You've made bullet points, and suddenly there is a there is a term. And there's a download in your spirit. He's writing the message on your through your tongue. I'm going to say it again. He's writing the message through your tongue. You can either choose to stay in what's written, or you can let the babbling of the brook, or the babbling of the well, the building up, the bursting of the banks of life of the spirit come up and out of you. Rather than being restricted and reserved, you can let it flow. Rather than containing and control, you can let it flow. You can let it come out and be a participant of the moving of his presence. Ephesians 3 Verse 1 to 5, for this, for this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you toward you, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Why would we quench the Spirit? Because we're no longer hearing out of the now revelatory, revelatory word of God. Why would we quench the Spirit? Because we are bound by our religious traditions, our religious practices, our religious methods. Why would we restrict and quench the move of God? Because we like to be in control of the environment. And we know there needs to be a moving of the Spirit, but because we can no longer read the Spirit, we're no longer open to the Spirit, we will choreograph our own gratification of an environment. 
No two Sundays should be the same. No two worship services should be the same. We might sing the same songs, but it creates a completely different atmosphere. It brings in a completely different administration of the Holy Spirit because we are open to his moving. We are open to be... For more Breakthrough Encounters, visit us on rmm.live.